Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for tuning in today and joining us as we study the Word of God. There are a couple of ways you can connect with us if you have so desire. First, by mail, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Again, you can reach us at Pastor Eric at Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Or you can email us at Pastor Eric. 523 at gmail.com. Again, Pastor Eric, the number 523 at gmail.com. Today, we're going to study the word and going to go into a subject which I think can be controversial, which should not be, is healing. Healing is a gift that God has given us, and I believe it's part of the atonement. And when I'm talking about the atonement, it's the sacrifice that in the Old Testament, the lamb was given on the day of atonement for the uh, sacrifice for the sins of the people. And the high priest took it. He uh, uh, took the blood of the lamb, poured it upon the altar. And he, and, uh, as he proceeded into the Holy of Holies, uh, his, his uh, coming out alive signified that God accepted their sacrifice. Well, we know in the New Testament, our atoning sacrifice is Jesus Christ. He is the one that in, I, in uh, Revelation 13 talks about Jesus as being the uh, the Lamb of God being sacrificed be uh, before the foundation of the world. Jesus knew his place and, where, and what God has sent him to do. And as Ephesians says, we are saved by grace through faith. And that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. And in that gift, in that in that sozo, in that uh, in that atonement that God gave us, he gave us first salvation, but then he gave us deliverance. He gave us health. He gave us prosperity. He gave us healing. All of these things, if you go and search out that Greek word and, uh, and, and begin to search it, search it out and begin to uh, study it out, you'll find that in sozo, in our salvation, God has provided healing for us. And if we will take a hold and we will grab a hold of what God has spoken over us and recognize who we are, Recognize that we are the healed of God. We are the blessed of God. We are the righteousness of God. And, and as, as uh, the book of Psalms says, it said that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his children, of his servant. So if we will walk in the, in the truth that we know and in the truth that's been written about us and that we will speak over ourselves, our healing requires us to speak over ourselves. And before I get too, too deep into some of the things that I'm saying now, we're going to go and study in the book of St. Luke, uh, chapter number, chapter four, verse number 16. And we're going to go to the beginning of Jesus' ministry as he began to talk to the people. And he, after he had come down out of the wilderness and from, out of, from the temptation of Satan, when Satan met him there and, and gave him those three temptations, we see him now going back to his hometown of Nazareth. And he begins to speak here in Luke 4. And it reads, talking about Jesus in the 16th verse. Uh, of Luke 4. And he came down to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted to deliver captives, recover sight 
to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. And as Jesus began to say these things, he talked about different categories. And I'm, I'm in my uh, interpretation of this, he's talking about the different healings that he's come to do, the healing of the broken heart, to deliver the captives. And we know that there are so many ways that people are captive today. Some are captive in jail because of past uh, uh, breaking of laws or uh, different things they've done to be incarcerated. He said, them recovering of the, of the sight to the blind. Some people are born blind. Others are, are whether of, of physical conditions or uh, accident, whatever the case may be, they find themselves having lost sight. And then he goes to say, to set them at liberty that are bruised. Jesus said, whatever that bruising or that 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 punishment that your body has taken, whether it could be from cancer or it could be from lupus, it could be from any type of disease. And I believe medical science said there are 39 categories of diseases in the world today. But Jesus said, I have come. I have been anointed for this time. And he goes on to say, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus knew, look, what he was saying was to uh, summarize this, this is my time. And if you will hear me, you will discover that the healing that I speak of is available to you. You can be set free if you are captive in your mind, if you are cap captured by, uh, by uh, addictions, if you're captured in your mind by, by depression, if you're captured by thoughts of the past and, and captured, some people are captured by their past. They can't get past the past. They can't go beyond the past because they have their ship is anchored in yesterday and 40, 20, 30, 40 years ago of things that happened to them. And now they, they find, they find themselves not being able to reach that goal. Then it goes on to say the recovering of the sight to the blind. No matter how, whether you're physically blind, whether you're spiritually blind, Jesus says, I'm going to give you back your sight. I'm going to give you back your sight. And then he says, to set at liberty. Liberty means freedom. He says, I'm going to free you if you are bruised. He said, to, uh, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Whatever buffeting, whatever uh, blow, body blows you might have taken. You know, sometimes you can just be hit. Sometimes you just, something like life just punches you in the gut or punches you in the face and just knocks you down, literally knocks you out. And you will just, we, 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 we have to learn just like the fighter in the ring. Satan may be counting you out and counting on you and, and dancing in the ring saying, I got you now. But the scripture says, he said, the righteous man falls several times, but the Lord will deliver you out of them all. Sickness may have knocked you down. Cancer might have, have, have attacked your body. A sudden illness might have struck you out of nowhere. And you're wondering, why did, why did this happen to me? Well, beloved, I can't give you the answer why it happened. But I can tell you that we live in a fallen world. And we all are going to go through different uh, uh, trials and tribulations in our life. But Jesus says, I have come. I am anointed when, as I come. He says, I come to preach the good news to the poor. He said, whatever you, a poor person lacks, that's what poor means. Poor means you lack. You lacking food. You could be lacking. You could be poor in your health. You could be poor in, in, in your mind. You could be poor in your finances. He says, I, I am come, I'm anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. You could be poor because you are spiritually poor, because you don't know the truth. The scripture says, that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. 
when you are poor in knowledge, you can be set, you can be free and yet still be living captive. We now celebrate uh, Juneteenth and uh, in, 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 in June, which celebrates the, the, the freeing of the slaves in Texas. Abraham Lincoln freed them in uh, 1863, but because of many circumstances, some of them, their masters didn't tell them. Some of them, the news didn't get to them, but they were still, those slaves were still, those people were still living in, in, in slavery. They were still were bound in the master's plantation because they didn't realize that they were free. They were free, but yet they still worked for the master. They still was bound to that plantation, not knowing that they could have packed their grip and, and, and headed out and nobody could stop them legally. They were free, but because they were not free, they didn't have the, they didn't have the knowledge. And that's what I've come to tell you today. We have the, I'm bringing some, hopefully I'm bringing some knowledge to you or reminding others that we have healing in us. The healer abides in us. Romans 8 says that, that, uh, uh, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth also in us. It goes on to say that he that hath not the spirit of God is none of him, none of his rather. So if you are a Christian, if you are a believer, the spirit of God dwells in you. And if you have the spirit of God, you have the same power that the same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Ghost that got Jesus up out the grave lives in you. But we have to, just like those slaves had to exercise their liberty, we have to exercise our liberty and says, I'm free and declare without a shadow of a doubt that God has set me free and I refuse to be brown. I refuse to be sick and I'm going to learn the truth that the that's that's in the book that's written in the bible and i'm going to take my freedom my health and not only am i going to take my health but i choose to live in divine health and then it goes on to say to preach the acceptable year of the lord and it says he closed the book gave it to the minister sat down and all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him and as you read on the rest of these verses, you'll see how that many, uh, instead of some, uh, look with amazement at the words that are coming, they were coming out of the carpenter's mouth. They didn't realize that the carpenter was the son of God. They didn't realize that this was the Messiah. And see, many times truth is hidden from us because it comes in a different package. It didn't come uh, uh, like we expected to come. You may be, you may be expecting it to come from one type person. Uh, it's got to come from a man. Some people, they won't hear a woman preacher. Some people, they won't hear a black preacher. Some people, they won't hear if it comes from a, a, a somebody that's not of your denomination. But I want to tell you, freedom is freedom. If you're, you're drowning in, in, in the ocean and I come by in my boat and I offer my hand, you won't care whether it's, it's, uh, what denomination I am, what color I am what sex I am, if you want to get out of that water and be free, you will take my hand and you will accept the freedom that I offer unto you. And this is what Jesus is doing today. He's now, I believe in all of my heart that this is the day of the saint. 
God is awakening his church, awakening those who are sleeping or slumbering. There's the greatest revival that the world has ever known is going on right now. Because people are realizing that this is Jesus is the answer. Thank God for doctors. They thank God for, for, for medicine. Thank God for uh, those who are, are on the front line, the nurses and the doctors and, and, for, and all, you know, the emergency workers and those who are in the admis, admis, admitting staff at the hospitals and clinics. Praise God for them. People who are putting their lives on the line because they are willing to, they want to help others. But I want to tell you, there is a better way. There is a divine way. And God, if we will take hold of our faith and determine within ourselves, I'm going to live for God and I'm going to trust him. Trusting God does not mean that you don't take medicine. Trusting God doesn't mean it's a sin if I go to the doctor or a sin that I take the shot or it's a sin if I, I, uh, I go to medical checkups. That I, and, and I don't see that. I don't see that. What God tells us to do is not to put our put all of our trust in man. But he didn't tell us not to go to the doctor. He didn't tell us, you don't, you can't find that. But where you can find is that we should not put our trust in man, but trust in God. And I'll go back to that shot uh, uh, statement I just made. Whatever, whether you take a shot or whether you don't, you better be, we have to believe God to take it. And if you were one of those who said, you know what, I'm not going to take it, your trust must be in God. But I want to tell you, it's not an either or thing. I believe that there is no bad way to be healed. There is no bad way to have health. But I believe that God has, he has come and he sent his son for us so that we can be healthy, healed, and well. And that's what I'm preaching about today. That we have, it's not an either or deal. Well, you know what? If I go to the doctor, you know what? I don't trust God. Or if I, if I trust God, I can't go to the doctor. No. Get, find out. The Bible says, uh, I, I, I believe it says that uh, every man was must work out his own soul salvation. Every man, every woman, you got to work it out for yourself. And if your faith is telling you, look. By faith, let's take this shot and let's do this because I believe that God will take care of me if I take it. And so you do. And others say, you know what? I trust God that if I don't take it, I'll be well. But that choice is yours. But what I'm preaching about today is, and I think I must be current. I can't just, you know, as, as preachers, we can't just be, be all on one side and say, well, I'm not going to touch that subject. But we have to. We live in a day now where we need to answers for today. And we must, Jesus says that my peace, I leave with you. My peace. And that's where we want to be in the center of God's peace. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Do you have peace about your decisions? About your health? Do you have peace about it? And see, but say, well, preacher, I don't, what should I do? Should I, should I uh, take the shot? Should I have this operation? You've got to get the peace. The preacher's not the one that laid on the table. You are. The preacher's not the one, but he is. I believe that God has given not only preachers, but all of us. You, mom, 
You dad, you brother, you sister, whether you're young or old, you have the power and the love of God in you so that you can lay hands on the sick and they can recover. But what we don't have is the you don't have the right as 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 they uh as, as I don't have put it this way I don't have the right to tell people what you must do when it comes to your health you've got to decide. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus Christ is the answer, and He will walk with you if you go into the office and get your shot, and He will walk with you. If you decided you're not going to take a shot and you're going to go by faith. But what you must do is walk by faith. Because the Bible speaks to this. He said, that which is not of faith is sin. You said, what are you talking about, preacher? It means that whatever you do, you must be fully persuaded that this is what God has told me. And I'm going to walk in it. And there are some who've, who've taken the shot and they have died. There are some who have not taken the shot and they have died. But I want to tell you, wherever you choose, whatever this side of this issue you choose to be on, be there in peace. Have the knowledge, get the knowledge of God about yourself, about your health, and about what you should do. And then ask God for the peace for you to make that decision. Ask, ask God, and he will tell you what to do. It's not an easy or decision, saints. Don't let anyone drive you to one side or the other, but you must abide in peace. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that more abundantly. No matter what you do. And again, I'm staying here because there's somebody that's going to listen to this message and going to think, oh, because you are in fear of not taking a shot or take, you are in fear of taking a shot. What you got to do is to put Jesus on that fear. Take Christ the Lord. Help me. I need an understanding and get in the word of God. And as uh, the book of, uh, of Peter says, the fifth chapter, around six verses says, casting all of your cares upon me because he cares much for you. He said, cast all your cares, all of them. Humble yourself. That's what humility is. Humility is, God, I have a problem. And I'm bringing this to you. And just to take it to this subject. And I feel like I need to be here because I keep coming back to it. Take, take this shot issue to God and say, Father, help me. I'm afraid. Help me, God. I'm afraid to take it. I'm afraid not to take it. Give me the peace, Lord, that I seek from you. And I trust you that you're going to lead me and guide me. So I take this care and I give it to you. And I believe and I receive your answer and I receive your peace. That's the answer, your peace. And whatever you have peace to do, do it. Take that conviction and do it. And abide in the peace of God. Because the world would seek to drive you their way. But you go God's way. Even well-meaning Christians will try to drive you to one side or the other. But you got to walk in peace and say, you know what? I trust God. I made the best decision for me. I believe the Bible says if I took it, he says, and 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 he says, if I take any daily thing, it shall not hurt me. If, if there's things in this shot that's going to harm my body, I trust Christ. Because I trust him by faith. I trust that all is going to be well. 
And if you're one of those that said, you know what? I choose not to take it. You got to trust him by faith that you're not going to take it. But whatever you do, you must do it in the peace of God. Now, I know I got off the subject there, way off the subject, but I feel like these are things that are affecting us today. This is where we are today. We are so political in this country that nothing can be discussed reasonably. It's got to be an argument. It's got to be a fuss. It's got to be a fight. But, we're, but, but when it comes to believers, we got to know that this is what Jesus came to do. And this is why in this hour, if we as believers will take what God has given us and just share and give your testimony and say, you know, and, 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 and you find your brother or sister halted between two opinions, say, you know what? I didn't come to convince you one way or another, but I come to tell you, seek Christ. He will lead you. He will guide you into all peace. And he will lead you and guide you into all truth. Because peace abides in truth. When you find the truth of a thing, then you have peace. It may hurt you when you hear it, because all truth is not pleasant to the ear. But when you hear it, it will bring you, and it will bring a settling in your heart. It will bring a settling in your mind. And you will be able to say, okay, thank you, Father. You've given me my answer. And so now I can walk. I'm going to walk in this thing by faith. Because it was prophesied that this gift I'm talking about, this gift of Jesus Christ, he came to heal. He came to deliver. And somebody might say, well, preacher, how can you say what you just said and then uh, uh, expect me to live by faith? Because it's required. The Bible said the just must live by faith. You got to live by faith now. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is. See, we're living in times now where your faith is going to be tested every day. We're living in the last days. And the most, of course, the most personal thing that, that the enemy can, te can, can test is your health. And to bring fear that, oh my God, uh, the new virus, oh my God, uh, uh, diabetes, oh my God, cancer, oh my God, what's going to happen to me? Well, Jesus says, I got you. And we're going to go now to Isaiah 53 as we close this, close this out today. I get nowhere as far as I wanted to, but I feel like the things we've spoken today was needed to be said. Isaiah 53 and 3, it says, talking about Jesus as Isaiah prophesied of his coming. He says, he is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And it says, we hear as were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not even esteem him. He says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did not esteem him, stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. When someone is stricken, it means they're hit with something. All of us have been hit with bad news. We've been hit. You know, you can go to bed sometime and wake up and seem like something is attacking your body. It says he was stricken. Jesus wasn't a sick man, but all sickness was put upon him. Then it says he was smitten of God. What does it mean to be smitten of God? It means that God inflicted him. God put sin on him. He had to pay the price. That's why he prayed in the garden of this sin to me. He said, Father, can't you take this cup from me? He realized that sin was going to separate him from God. 
But yet, going back before, looking back all into eternity, he's knew, he knew this is why I was born. It wasn't that he was fearing. He just said he didn't want to be separated from his father. He says he was smitten of God and afflicted. He was afflicted with our sin. He was beaten with it. Many lashes upon his back. History says it was 39 that they gave you. But it goes on to say in the fifth verse, but he was wounded for our transgressions. They beat him. They, they stripped the very flesh off of his back. He was bruised for our iniquities. All of these things came on him for us. It wasn't because he was guilty. It was because we were guilty. He took our uh, a beating so we could take his reward. And his reward for taking the beating was that he is now king and Lord and king and savior sitting on the right hand of God. And that's what the, the, is written and said in the scripture that we are seated with him in heavenly places. We can sit with Christ and enjoy heaven while I'm, while I can enjoy heaven now on earth. Why? Because I received the blessing. He received the beating. I received health. He received sickness. He took all those things on himself because of his love for us. He goes on to say, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Everything that a body could, could experience, it talks about here and in Roman and in um, St. Luke 4, 4, 16. It talks about all of the maladies, all of the sicknesses from from a head trauma to eyes, eyes blinded, body bruised, uh, uh, broken heart, all of these things. He said the chastisement of our peace was upon him. All of us have been through one thing or one time or another where you just tossed all night because you're worried about something. We allowed a care to distract us. But here, Isaiah says, and with his stripe, he said, every beating on his back, every lash upon his back, we are healed. When you hear these scriptures, when you hear this word and what's written, we must take possession of what's been given for us in order for it to take effect. We got to take ownership and possess because uh, the law says possession is, is, is nine-tenths of the law. So in other words, if there's a thing and, and, and you have it in your possession, that uh, in most cases, the court will rule it. If there's no deed that would, out, that would outline that, hey, John gets it, not Jim. If John has possession of it, in most cases, John gets to keep it. That's why they say possess, uh, a possession is nine-tenths of the law. So what we have to do is take possession of the scripture. When it says that by his stripes, we, were, we are healed in Isaiah 53. When 1 Peter 2.24, it says uh, by his stripes, we were healed. So in other words, I was healed 2,000 years ago. No matter what sickness, no matter what disease, no matter what thing may come upon my body, I was healed of it when he was beaten on the cross. We beaten rather before he got upon the cross. And not only that, my sins were forgiven in eternity. God had already made provision. And Jesus fulfilled that when he took those beatings on his body. So you say, preacher, how can I take possession? By seizing it and grabbing it by faith 
And how do I do it? The Bible says now faith is. You've got to see yourself healed when you feel the worst you ever, when you're feeling the worst you ever felt. The throbbing pain, the headaches, the aches, whatever it may be. You've got to see, you've got to visualize. Imagine yourself getting out of that bed. Imagine yourself walking. Imagine yourself uh, going on vacation. Imagine yourself doing those things that you desire to do. With that you have a desire to fulfill. See yourself going on vacation. Seeing yourself healthy and walking or running or playing or, or with your children, your grandkids, or whatever the case may be. Riding a bike or, or whatever, walking, running, whatever, sitting up, standing, taking one step, jogging, swimming, whatever the case may be. See yourself. You have to imagine your healing. And that's how we take possession of it. You not only must believe it, you got to speak it. Say, I'm healed of this. I know it don't look good, but I'm not going by what I see. The Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. God is looking at our heart today. And God recognizes our faith. And that's why Hebrews 1, uh, 11 and 1 says again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And that second verse says, for by it, for by faith, the elders obtain a good report. I know we all want a good report. And we want that report to say, I'm healed. Did you hear about Eric? Did you hear about Sam? Did you hear about John? Oh, he was in the hospital and they thought he wasn't going to make it. 